time travel to fun in the 16th century at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Ten stages, food, pubs, shopping, jousting, Saturdays and Sundays through October 20th. For tickets, visit MarylandRenaissanceFestival.com. Near Annapolis in Crownsville, Maryland. Welcome into the Sun Sports Podcast Network. This is Sports on Tap, and you are listening to a pre-recorded show of Sant Live. That being said, with George and Sammy Jorjour, the best brothers in sports. Give us a listen today. You can also find us live on Facebook.com slash Live. That's S-O-N-T Live. Every single day at 2 p.m. Pacific time. You can find us here on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts. Just type in Salt Live. I hope you enjoy. Every single day is something new and something different. Enjoy the show and please subscribe to the podcast. Good afternoon and welcome into Sant Live. You are watching that being said with George and Sammy Jorjour on the Sant Live Network. Thank you for watching today. It's a it's a beautiful Wednesday. It is raining today, but it is a beautiful Wednesday. Um, and we're here uh, talking a couple of different things. We got some golf coming up this week. Uh, we got NBA games last night. The playoff picture is starting to shape up in the NBA, and we're going to get to all that today. Um, if you are watching, remember, turn on your notifications here on Facebook or on Periscope or on Twitter, wherever it is, or on Instagram. And if you're on Instagram, you can find the full video at Facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. This is Sports on Tap. Yep, and we've been coming at you live. We are coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today on Facebook.com slash live. Periscope.com slash Sports or YouTube.com slash Sports. This is Sports Radio Redefined. Welcome in on this beautiful Monday. Um, today, George, today is MLK 50, the 50th anniversary. Every day I'm going to be picking a hashtag to start the show or a trending topic just to mention it. Um, today is MLK 50, um, so I just wanted to mention that. And praise a great guy. It's a good thing to celebrate. And uh, much love. Rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a historic day. I know not too many. I haven't heard too many radio shows talk about it that much or anything like that. But you know, this is a historically significant day for multiple reasons. Um, and obviously, rest in peace, Dr. Martin Luther King. Why is this not Martin Luther King Day? I don't know. Good question, right? Yeah. Um. Anyways. I'm sure there's an answer for why. Anyways, I wanted to start this with the show, and it's perfect because your good friend Thomas Bright just came in and said, Hey, George, how did your master's pick do on the par three today with laughing faces? Yeah, um, one of my master's pick, I'm in a master's pool, and he was a, one of a pool of players I picked. It was Tony Finau, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, he had Finau. Finau. Uh, he, was, he actually did very good. He hit a hole-in-one. And then while celebrating, he popped his ankle and had to pop it back in place. Now, I don't know if he's out for the Masters or not. Uh, I have till tomorrow morning to change my picks if he is. So I'm going to keep my eye on that. But I would change your pick at this point. I, I don't know. George kind of feels like there's a, a awesome story coming up, like the guy who hurts his ankle is going to come back. I don't see that happening. I feel like it's going to be more of a uh, 
He hit a hole in one, so obviously. Yeah, but then hurt his ankle, so now he's less healthy. And if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter or Periscope watching right now, if you go to the at Sant Sports on those platforms or at Sant Live here on Facebook, um, we have the video. So if you haven't seen it, it is really funny. Uh, hits the hole in one. He's celebrating, backpedaling, cheering with the crowd. Pops his ankle out, and then you see him on the ground, pop it back in, and stand up and just walk off. Uh, and the announcers were great. They're like, oh, Tony, haha, having fun. Oh, Tony. Yeah. Watch and out. Thomas said the ankle popped out, which it did. It was pretty ridiculous. Like, because on the ground, you could see it face one yeah. way, and you, he, like, just snaps it back in. It was pretty crazy. Um, and then Venice said something that I wanted to talk about today. So we'll yes. just start off with this, and then we'll get on to the Masters. We'll talk a little bit about the Masters. We'll talk some of the NBA games last night and how the playoff picture shaping up, and we'll do our today in sports, of course. Yep. Um, but he said the RG3 news with a wow face. Um, um, I have thoughts. Unexpected. Surprising. Uh, no one knew that RG3 was even – I didn't know he people were looking at him to even sign him right now. Yeah. So, Your thing looked like it fell out. Push it in just in case. I don't know. There we go. Yeah, it did. <laughs> okay. So I thought. Yeah. So RG3 <laughs> is back in the league, but it was surprising because no one knew he was trying to get back in the league. We heard, oh, Johnny Manziel is trying to get back in. Colin Kaepernick, why hasn't he been signed? RG3 kind of just stayed under the radar. And the re- that's kind of probably why he got signed. Like the hoopla around RG3 is over for the most part. I mean, yeah, yeah. he made news, but. When RG3 wasn't signed before and then he left the Redskins, everyone's like, where's RG3 going? Where are...? When he went to Cleveland, it was kind of a new story. Then after he got hurt in Cleveland, everyone kind of gave up on gave it, Gave right? up on him. So now, yeah, he's a backup quarterback. He'll prob- He's probably a higher-end backup quarterback in the NFL. Um, he goes back to Baltimore where he had success right across the border of Virginia and uh, to wa- District Columbia and Washington, D.C. He's familiar with the area. I think he still has a home in D.C. And, yeah, this red, red, it, it's a good fit. Now, of course, this brought up different conversations, right? About Two of them. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, Johnny Manziel. Um, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, all no these things, right? And the one thing that you mentioned that's a little different with RG3 now, it wouldn't have been before. But if Tim Tebow got signed to a team, a lot more noise around that, right? If Colin Kaepernick got signed to a team right now, a lot more noise to that. If Johnny Manziel, probably just as much as Colin Kaepernick, the noise around it in a different way, but it'd be a lot of noise around it. So like you said, maybe to RG3's benefit for just kind of staying in the background and not, because I remember he used to be pretty outspoken, not about like Colin, not Colin Kaepernick outspoken about like politics, but he used to just talk a lot. Outspoken about himself. About himself and why he should have a chance and why he's great. Um, but now as he's taken a step back, I think a team probably recognized him and was able to sign him because they don't feel like it's really going to be a distraction. They have a right. solidified starter in Joe Flacco. But here's my in a, thing. In a way. In a way, he's, he's their starter. He won a Super Bowl there. He's not losing his job. But Joe Flacco has had some back problems in the last couple yeah. of years. So this might opt into an opportunity for RG3 to get a couple of games this year. I don't know. Joe Flacco, I'm not sure. I can look it up. But I'm pretty sure Joe Flacco's missed a few games here and there the last couple of years. Um so I, actually, I don't know if he has. I'm trying to think. Didn't he? Didn't he have a back problem? If I'm not mistaken, he had a back problem. I think he played right. No, he, that was two years ago. So he played ten games two years ago. Wow, Joe Flacco has been consistent. Yeah. Do you want to know from 2008 to so 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14? He started all 16 games. Then he started 10 in 2015, and then 16 and 16 again. Pretty, pretty good by uh, Flacco. 92 and 62 overall record. Pretty good. Very good. Actually. He's a very good quarterback. That's like not great. You know, right. it's very good. That's not great. Hey, say, I have a question for you. Is, Joe Flacco, is he elite? No, he is not. <laughs> uh, 
he is getting old. He's 32. But right. I, I, that, my point is he could have a shot at get playing a game or two this year. Uh, yeah, he, he obviously does. Uh, like you said, bad back. Team struggled. And in general, I mean, RG3 is a serviceable quarterback. He didn't actually play that bad in uh, Cleveland. He just got hurt again. Yeah, that that's pretty much... But he is that skinny quarterback, which is why an, uh, Johnny Manziel has trouble getting back into the right. league, which is um, it's easier to kind of get hurt at that size. So we'll see what happens. Um, that's why RG3 is at this point where he is a backup. Right. Otherwise, he'd probably still be a starter in the NFL if he had the ability to keep his knees healthy, his shoulders healthy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but... Overall, I do find it interesting that RG3 got signed, and you have other quarterbacks that might be better fits on teams not getting signed, as in Colin Kaepernick, as in a Johnny Manziel. Um, for me, probably a Johnny Manziel deserves just as much of a chance as RG3. At least Johnny Manziel was more of a mental issue that he fixed, while RG3 was... Or might have fixed. Might have fixed. He's saying he did. I mean, he, he got married, and he actually seems... They say he's actually sober. So, I don't know. He might get a chance. Uh, compared to... On the other end, uh, RG3, where we know he is really fragile. But to my point, I think Johnny Manziel would probably be uh, fragile as well. But this is not something we can – he doesn't actually have that history. So true. it would be interesting. Um, but, yeah, this did open a lot of Colin Kaepernick conversations. And it's kind of it's going to go back to the same thing I've said all along. I've never said Colin Kaepernick doesn't – it doesn't have the ability to be a quarterback in the NFL. He might not anymore. We don't know that. Yeah, and he probably if RG three has the ability to be a backup, Colin Kaepernick is shown to be a better, better body, better quarterback than RG three um, in his time in the NFL. Not possible. Well, I mean, in his not, time in the NFL. I mean, in his time in the NFL. But I mean, after you get out of the NFL, I mean, he turned into a vegan, and you don't had lost all his muscle. So this type of stuff, maybe his body isn't as equipped today. Uh, I mean, he's. He I'm not keeps in shape. Is. People have noticed. I mean, compared to RG3, who has knee problems and shoulder problems, you'd sure. assume the 6'4", 6'3", the guy that's been pretty buff his all career and took a team to the Super Bowl, probably has a better body than RG3 health-wise. And if he's a vegan, he's probably healthier than RG3 anyways. And so he has a chance, but at the end of the day, RG3 kind of is quiet now, so teams are probably fine signing him because it's not going to cause a hoobla. Yeah. And Colin Kaepernick... Still, to this day, a team would be worried. Whether you think that's right or wrong, I'm not here to make that a right or wrong uh, topic. Whether, you know, if somebody thinks it's right or wrong to not sign a guy, that's not my choice to say. But for me, it's it's a, a distraction outweighing the talent. And that's why Colin Kaepernick's still not signed. And that seems seemingly why RG3 now got his chance is because he's not a distraction to teams anymore. And so teams are probably fine giving him a shot. Yeah, uh, well said. I mean, there's not... That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's all about the distractions. Um, Venice said, much respect to you guys recognizing MLK. That's why I fucks with you guys. Much love, Venice. Thank much you. Much love, Venice. You got to respect MLK. Yeah, That's the dude. Of course. Yeah, if you don't, then you, you got your own issues. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Thomas said, Flacco is a gorgeous man. I think Thomas says that because a lot of people uh, say that Thomas looks like Joe Flacco. Oh, then he is a gorgeous man. Yeah. Much love, Thomas. You didn't know that? Do you know no, that? Oh. I, I could see it. I can see Danny looking like Joe Flacco, too. Well, they're twins. Boom. <laughs> yeah, go ask Thomas about his mug he got from work. What? He says Flacco. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. That's cool. Uh, CC, what's up, sweet CC said, but Cap doesn't want to be in the NFL anymore. He's trying to sue them. And that's a good point, too. That's a great point. Which is kind of the interesting narrative, right, around 
football in general is a lot of people are like, why doesn't Ka- Kaepernick get a job? Why doesn't Ka- Kaepernick get a job? Are we sure he wants a job? Because he hasn't really came out and said, Johnny Manziel's been going interview to interview. RG3 said it before, I want another job. Kaepernick's in the middle of suing the NFL, and he seems like he's choosing to be a social justice warrior over the NFL. And so if that's his choice, that's fine. But I just don't understand the narrative between people saying, why doesn't he have a job? And we got to realize, does he does he want one? Because I'm not 100% sold that he does. Yeah, um, I think with Colin Kaepernick, what really is the issue here is if he goes and gets a job in the NFL, isn't he kind of just folding his cards as a social activist all of a sudden? I think his brand fit is much better if he says, I am a social activist rather than saying I'm an NFL player. Yeah, but you can kind of be both, kind of. Um, if he's doing both, he's not getting signed. Yes or no? It depends to what extent. I mean, you look at like a guy like Michael Bennett, who I don't think is a social justice warrior at all, but he claims pretty much yeah. to be a social justice warrior. Um, and there's different ways of doing things. I mean, you look at, for example, of course, I'm going to bring him up, a LeBron James, right? He does speak out on social justice, mm-hmm. social issues and stuff, but he seemingly does it off the court right when it's his turn to speak he does his own company kind of stuff where he speaks out the uber rides sometimes in a press conference he'll say something very rarely right very rarely that he mentions it in like a when it's basketball time he's playing basketball yeah and he's not taking a knee on the court i think if kaepernick focused while on the football field on football and then in the off season or on the weeks on his days off or whatever outside of football activities Mm -hmm. chose to pursue what he wanted to pursue then it would all be okay. The only problem is that the disconnect that we're seeing between a lot of players in the league right now is the league wants them to focus football on the field. And I think the players are taking that as if they don't want them to do anything outside of football. But that, I don't think that's exactly the truth. I think the truth is they want you while you're at your job, at your work to be at work and then off out of work, do you can you do want. what you yeah, want. Yeah, Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And but that's why also I don't know if Kaepernick wants to be in the NFL because I don't think he does. Yeah, because he hasn't even come out and said anything yet. Uh, go do one interview on a national level. Yeah, just if you really want to be in the NFL, don't do it if you don't, if you want to stay. You, you know how where you're at, or just take your phone. It takes about five seconds. Go on Twitter and be like, I really miss playing football. Tweet. Yeah, but I, or don't because maybe he doesn't want to. Because he doesn't want to play. Yeah, or he does, and he's been advised. To not say anything, or he's in the middle of suing the NFL and he's not really, it's not the time to do this. I don't know what the answer is, but to your point, it seems like he doesn't want right, to right. be Absolutely. in the NFL because I don't know at this point. Now, fair enough. George, we have the Masters coming up this weekend. We already talked about one of your picks going down. Um, and that pick can be changed. I just got a message from the um, guy who's running the tournament thing. Daniel Sun, who Daniel was just Sun. on Instagram. Oh, he was just on Instagram? Yeah. And at first he wrote that, no, I can't. I'm stuck. But then he just wrote, just kidding. You can change your pick. I like that. So I'm going to be most likely. Is VJ Singh in the Masters? I don't think VJ Singh. Well, I have to choose from a tier of guys. All right. Well, VJ Singh's in there. That's my guy. He was my, one of my guys in uh Yeah, I don't think he's in there. I don't know. Could be wrong though. Well, fair enough. But the point is, uh, the Masters. Have you been more excited for a Masters tournament than this one? No, and here's why. All right. To those people who love golf, I'm sorry um, if this is offensive, but golf is a very boring sport 
when Tiger Woods is not in there. Right. I mean, I, okay, sometimes if it was the Masters, Tiger Woods is not in there, and I told you, Sammy, there's two holes left. They're tied. You might tune, you might tune in. I have. Yeah. But there were certain times that made me want to tune in. If it was Phil Mickelson, I kind of did because I knew who he was because he competed against Tiger a lot. Right. And number two, when it was Jordan Spieth because he was seemingly like this next young Tiger. Now, I think he was not as polarizing because he's white. Yeah. Which is the truth. And I think in a sport like golf, and, it is more – you see it in basketball. Okay. It's more poli- it's, polarizing when a white guy in a tournament is going off in threes mm-hmm. in basketball because that's that was the kind of the opposite of what we're used to seeing. And when Tiger played in golf, it's the opposite of what we're used to seeing. So, of course, it's more poli- polarizing. Yeah, I mean, yes, and uh, yes, you're right. It is more polarizing because of race, but also because of class. Spieth is very quiet. Spieth doesn't swear on the course. Spieth is very clean cut. You have someone like uh, Johnson, um, who's dating Wayne Gretzky's daughter, and he swears a lot on the court. And he fell. Was it last year before the Masters? He didn't almost didn't play because he fell, and people were reporting that he was really drunk, and that's why he fell. He had vertigo. No, that was Jason Day. Okay. <laughs> um, but, like, he's also polarizing, not because of race. He's polarizing because he's – Jordan Spieth fit the exact billing of what a golfer okay, is. let's forget Jordan Spieth. Ricky Fowler, he was different. He's yes. swearing. He's wearing different colors, whatever. I was not polarized by him whatsoever. I have not been polarized by anybody in golf other than Tiger Woods for me. So, for me, oh, cool. We're, it's the Masters. Two guys are tied. Two holes left. Right. Cool, I'll sit on my couch and win. Do, will I stand up for any seconds? Will I get excited or too pumped for any seconds? Probably not. Right. Tiger Woods is a person that will make me watch from before the last hole. Before right, the last. Right. I'm going to watch from day one. I'll watch from tomorrow because of Tiger Woods. And so there's nothing more, nothing that's better or greater for golf. And you know that these guys that are coming up right now, the guys you mentioned, the Jason Days, the Jordan Speeds, even the Phil Mixon who's been in it, there's nothing more that they love that Tiger's back now, and they're gonna. That's gonna help their pockets, their attention, right. and help make this a bigger stage for them, even. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, that's why I care. I mean, look, most national shows, Sammy, right now are talking about the Masters because of Tiger. No one's talking about the Masters because of Ricky Fowler. No one's talking about the Man- Masters because of Jason Day, who had vertigo, as you said. No one's talking about because of Dustin Johnson, who's the. Do you know Dustin Johnson's the number one ranked golfer in the world? I don't know. That. No, exactly. That's not who you're talking about. You're talking about Tiger Woods. My number Woods. one's Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what Tiger Woods is ranked? I think it's 111th right now. Oh, not anymore. He moved up really high, up. I think. Tiger Woods ranking going into the Masters, I think it's 111th. He was 300-something. You have to win a tournament. I think it's 111th now. And he's, I think, the favorite to win the Masters. You've got to keep I, talking. I, 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 your eyes lit up, so I thought you found uh, his ranking. So... I think that's why the world golf rankings don't even matter. If Tiger Woods wins. 103. 103. He's ranked 103 in the world. If he wins, he'll probably be ranked much higher. I don't know how the rankings work. It's a point system. So it's not like if you win the Masters, you go, you move up to number one. It's not a committee. He's already top 40 in earnings this year. Yeah, he finished, top, he did finished top, I think, five, two tournaments in a row. Uh, Tiger's back. I didn't give up. I mean, you've heard me say, I think he's going to come back. I've heard. These are stories that we live for. If Tiger Woods wins the Masters on Sunday, Sammy, this will be a moment etched not only in golf history, 
but sports history. If he, all I'm asking, I'm not asking him to win the Masters because you still got the U.S. Open, you got the British Open, you got the PGA Championship this year. He still has a chance at 41 years old to go and catch Jack uh, Nicholas. And um, I, I don't know if he's going to do it, but he has a chance. I don't think anyone, I, I, I could be wrong about this, but I, I don't think that matters to many people right now. I don't now. think it does. I either. don't think that's any reason for anyone that's watching. I think it's just about Tiger more than the records anymore. I don't think people are, because are, I think at a certain point before Tiger got hurt and left golf, mm-hmm. it was all about, you know, him chasing Nick, almost right. like LeBron chasing Jordan, right? Right. But let's say LeBron was out of the league for like four or five years and made a comeback. I think people would be more excited to figure out if LeBron can come back and be LeBron more than it is now chasing a number, right? right? So I don't think people are as concerned about chasing that number as they just are as, can we please have Tiger be at Sunday, on Sunday afternoon, be one of the last guys standing and fighting for that spot? Um, And it's really interesting. He fell as low as 1,199 after last year's Hero World Challenge Mm -hmm. where he made his return. he was a couple of weeks ago at 388, and then after being a runner-up at the what is it the Vast Valspar Championships, he was 149, and now after last week, he's up to 103. So he's just climbing the rank. He went from 1,199, the 300s, 150, now 103. And, and it's interesting, Sam, because if you want to really look at the parallels cross sports here, real quick, um, Tom Brady, age 40, still winning MVP. Roger Federer. 36, I believe, which is pretty old for a tennis player, number one in the world. I think Tiger's going to win. I, I really do. I believe Tiger's going to win, and he's going to move back up, and he'll end up by the end of the year maybe back as the number one golfer in the world. And It's going to be a great story, and it's going to be a storybook ending to a crazy, crazy turn of events. See, I don't think he's going to win because everyone thinks he's going to win Yeah, because they, everyone thinks this is it. He's gonna be the kind of guy that win the Masters a year or two from now because yeah. it's he's gonna. I, I don't think the first tournament back that he's gonna win is the Masters. That's gonna be really hard. And and even if he wins the Masters, I don't think he'd be ranked number one. No, no, he won't. I'm just saying by the end of the year, if he finishes top five in places, yeah, top ten in places, that's how you get points. I think he's gonna finish close again. I just don't think he's gonna finish number one. As much as I, I do, also have that feeling. Um, I do have that feeling also, like oh, Tiger's gonna win. But I feel like a lot of people have that feeling, which sometimes. Shows it's not going to happen. It's, it's it's almost that optimistic thinking. It's just it's a very big optimistic thinking because really, if we're looking at numbers and and the odds, he's probably not going to win. He's well, not the, if we're going to look at odds, he's number one. He's odds because that's because of <laughs> I know people's optimistic thinking and putting money on yeah. it. That's not I mean, actually the I'm truth. At, I'm looking at the odds right now. Jordan Spieth plus one thousand. Tiger Woods plus one thousand. Dustin Johnson plus twelve hundred. Justin Thomas twelve hundred. Rory McIlroy twelve hundred. You said those way too fast. I don't think anyone could have comprehended. Spieth well. a thou, plus a thousand. Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger's not the favorite. It's Justin. Dustin Johnson's plus eight fifty. It depends on where you're looking. Rory at. is plus nine hundred. Thomas. I'm reading on on Forbes and Masters.com. I'm on Sportsbook.ag live odds. So I don't think that's right. Well, so that I'm so that shows that he's not really the favorite. He's the betting favorite because more people put money on right. him. But he's not the real favorite. No, no, he's not. Yeah, so he is not the real favorite, and that's. Because that's not what they opened up on. I mean, that shows how much people... Mon- it's exactly what I thought. It's that many people probably just put money on him that he moved up that high. Yeah. So that's what concerns me, to be honest. Because well, that's, that's, that's what makes me not as optimistic that he's going to win. Because I think everybody probably has this. He, he might not win, but at least we're going to be talking about him with a chance to win here. We hope so. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we are <laughs> going into the tournament. Like, 
yeah. it's not like it's just an afterthought. Yeah, well, and hopefully he doesn't become that because he, he, he could, could tomorrow. Yeah. He could play horrible tomorrow. And that'd be the worst thing for golf and the Masters and CBS. Then yeah. <laughs> uh, it said, Ali did it, Jim Brown did it, many other athletes did it, and you never see the impact till 30, 40 years later. And then he said, my comment from was from the Colin conversation, not about Tiger. Like I said, for what I've, what I've been saying is, I don't know if Colin Kaepernick made an impact because I don't personally understand his message. And that's that shouldn't be offensive to anybody. That shouldn't be something that bothers people because some people might understand a message from one leader of the world and somebody might understand a different message, right? Absolutely. For example, religion. Everybody understands different messages at some point. Right. Um, I don't fully understand Colin Kaepernick's message. I understand what kind I understand he's trying to make an impact and I don't fault him for doing that. I've never faulted Colin Kaepernick for what he's done. Yeah. But and he could it, what he did could be an impact in 40 years and it could, could not be, be. Yeah. and it could not be and so not be. Yeah, i can't right. sit here and judge and say if he he did something phenomenal or not i don't think he did anything bad me either um but to this point like muhammad ali the vietnam war was very controversial and he decided to forego the draft and not go to the vietnam war that takes a lot of courage to stand up and say i'm not doing it i think we're all with colin kaepernick that Police shouldn't shoot innocent people. Yes. He wasn't... He's not fighting something that's outside the norm. Yeah, like, it's not like... It's not that... It's courageous to take a knee in front yes. of the whole stadium. But what he's fighting isn't courageous. What he's fighting is not nothing. Yeah. And he's fighting something The that, action is courageous, but the yeah. the message is, I think... I think it's universally pretty, accepted. Yes. Like, I, I'm not saying it's nothing. I didn't mean by nothing. But I'm saying he's not taking a stand that's out there. People that think cops should shoot people are the minority, not the right. other way around. Exactly. But I think we were almost treating the Colin Kaepernick situation that... that like he had some crazy idea like, wow, Really? Like, <laughs> like he was in the minority thinking cops shouldn't shoot people. Yeah. So that's where it gets confusing to me sometimes. Now, like I said, he could have an impact down the line one day. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. And that's why, um, like you said, you don't notice until 30, 40 years later. And we're not going to know. And we didn't know MLK was going to be this impactful 50 years later. Right. We might have had some inklings that he's making a big change. We don't know. Sometimes presidents, you don't notice how impactful they were until what? Until 30, 40 years. 30, 40 years. So it's something we're going to find out down the line. Um, but still, regardless of whether it's impactful, whether he, it was courageous, not courageous, whatever you think about that, he still hasn't proven that he wants to uh, wants to be in the NFL. And so oh, I don't know if he wants to be. And that's, and I, like I said, that shouldn't be an offensive term for anybody because until somebody shows me that he really wants to be in the NFL, that or he shows me, yeah. how am I supposed to know he wants to play? Right. Um, El Mutual Radar said that is is that a Kemp jersey in the back right behind George? That's it is a Sean Kemp jersey. Kemp jersey, absolutely. Yeah, I um, rest and, in peace uh, to the Seattle Supersonics. I think I bought that in college. Really, it's a sick. I wore that to a college uh, jersey party. And this about this Miami, I got this Miami Heat jersey. I'm pretty sure this is a fake jersey because this is not a Heat jersey that exists. Yeah. Um, but I got it from some some Chinese website, I think. Um, but those are some of my favorites, and I put them up. I had to put the LeBron behind me. I lit George. You know, I think the, the Kemp jersey is probably a cooler jersey. Yeah. But, it's but, more rare. Well, more rare, but I had to have LeBron behind me. But I love that. RIP to the Sonics. Um, then it said Tiger is the GOAT. He is over the side hose drama, and he's got his head right again, which is true. Or maybe he's not over the side hose drama. Maybe, maybe he's back maybe, on it, and maybe, that's why he's playing good. Yeah, exactly. Like, t- Tiger's like, you know what? Screw it. Well, now he's not married, he's so not he married. can yeah. mess with girls. He just got arrested. Wasn't that long? Was it last year around this time he got arrested? 
for DUI? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this or, has been a crazy... Well, it wasn't like a DUI, because it wasn't... There was no alcohol in it. Wasn't, well, I guess it was still driving under the influence. Yeah, yeah, but it was off his pain medication. So I yeah. don't think he got convicted because... Because it was pain medication. Pain medication that just turned out to be too high of a dosage. Yeah. Um, which is hard to fault anyone sometimes. You yeah, never know. He said he was addicted to painkillers. So yeah, but still. To get high. He said, that's what he said. Though. Yeah. I Shit. don't know. <laughs> what? I'm addicted to coffee. So am I. <laughs> I'm addicted to a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I think Tiger, you know, maybe he's happier being unmarried. He can hang out with the woman that he wants to hang out with, whatever. I think the real the real problem with what Tiger was doing was the fact it wasn't the fact that he was with a lot of women. I think most people would have been accepting of that down the line. I think a lot of golfers do. No, but I think what? what? Yeah, a lot of golfers do. Do what? Have a lot of, are around a lot of women. Like it's notoriously known around the PGA Tour that golfers are like notoriously. They're like ninety percent of them are married. I know. Go, I Google it. Is it like a known fact? I don't think that's a known fact. Okay, I'll Google it after the show. But ninety percent of golfers are like married. If you look at those pictures after after events, mm-hmm. remember that picture of Ricky Fowler going like this while. Like yeah. the rest of them are with it. You don't have to search it right now. We don't uh, have to, okay, uh, unless I say something wrong. I'm not because yeah. when we search it, I have nothing to say right now. I just don't All think right. it's true. Okay, and you're searching uh, it. I, I, I'm not allowed to search. No, you are, but I have nothing <laughs> to say. I know you're not going to say anything while you're searching, so I'm just going to say you're like, No, you're saying it's not true. I mean, they're all married. If if there was more drama, if if more people were doing what Tiger did, like cheat on women all the time, people, more people would be in trouble. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's like I'm. Uh, they. Well, I was going to say there's a big article called "The Secret World of Golf Groupies." So that's like it's. I, I from what I heard is a no. But a groupie fact. doesn't mean people are sleeping with them. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. No, anyway. read it. I want to read it because that's not true. That I, I bet all not ninety percent of these guys who are married are cheating on wives. It says Tiger Woods isn't the only golfer with caressing issues. Retired players and current caddies tell. Gerald Posner about the game inside the real PGA, the Party Groupie Association. The shocks world surrounding Tiger Woods revelations this past week had a lot to do with his carefully generated squeaky clean image. But almost as much as the game and the culture he came from golf with, with its elitist country club providence and paunchy white middle age enthusiasts at the professional level. However, there's a secret underworld not unlike many other sports leagues. A Daily Beast investigation turned up groupies, kerosene, and wild sex as a central element for many players on the PGA Tour. I spoke to eight retired golfers, current caddies, and ex-PGA workers all on the What is this website? The Hype what? No, no, that was according to The Guardian, which is the biggest newspaper in London. Um, in the case, they, of four, They're not talking about the married people then. They're just saying that like it's a big... Like there's a big sleep. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, but isn't every athlete that's not married have a lot of women around? Like Russell Westbrook, if he wasn't married, would he not have a lot of women around? Yeah, I'm just saying they're saying it's like a big thing. It's like it's not the squeaky clean image. Like golf is known for that. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Like it, that's just I was. That, I remember reading this article. That's why I said it's known. Around. Okay, but to my point, once again, this is not talking about people having mistresses. I think that's basically what they're saying. They're like people sleep around in golf all the time. Yeah, I don't believe that. I'm not buying that because there's too many people out there right now that if you were sleeping around cheating on your wife on a daily basis, yeah. you'd get caught. Look what happened to Tiger. It happened to everybody else. If it could happen to a figure as big as Tiger, it would happen to everybody below him. Yeah, Think about maybe. That. I mean, this was. I remember reading this when Tiger stuff with Tiger was happened. Now in today's culture of Instagram, Snapchat, all this, things could have changed. That's true, and that was in 2009. Yeah. Um, we have 
Nothing else to say about the Masters, probably. I have nothing else to say. I just want Tiger to win. Broncos linebacker, Von Miller, is getting investigated for his shark catch. Is he really? Yeah. And I, I remember earlier I told you this, that like that was messed up what he did and you didn't understand. You know, like, yeah, he caught a fish. Yeah, I still don't understand. He, ca- he caught a shark. You don't understand why that's illegal? Like, you can't kill sharks because they're endangered species. Okay. So, please read on. So... PETA, PETA, however you say it, they want to make sure, they want to ensure that Miller is held accountable if killing this animal was, as we suspect, illegal. But what I read later on was that he tried to say he didn't actually kill the shark and they threw him back in the water. But the shark looked pretty dead. Yeah, it looked dead. So even if you threw him back in the water, um, yeah, I, I don't know. If it's illegal to kill sharks, then you shouldn't kill sharks. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Which the photo makes me uncomfortable a little bit because I don't know, like killing a fish for some reason doesn't make me uncomfortable. But even hunting, I'm not like a fan of seeing like dead deer yeah, like I'm getting not, shot. I up. mean, it's not me and you aren't really like avid outdoorsmen. No, but I, I would enjoy fishing. I don't care like, about seeing a dead too, fish. But like, or I go if I go crabbing, it's fine. Why is a crab finding not a shark? Because that's how I feel. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I'm wondering why. Because a shark is because there's a plethora of crabs. They're not endangered, and they don't really actually actually they it's known that their brain capacity is close to nothing. While a shark is actually a very lively being. Hmm. Interesting. I had I I don't know I know nothing about this to to comment. Hammerheads are classified as Group Three sharks according to the commission's website and. The harvesting of them in salt wa- in state waters is a secondary second degree misdemeanor. In Florida, secondary misdemeanors are punishable up to five hundred dollar fine and sixty days in jail. Uh, he, he's not going to go to jail, but it's not a good look, right? Yeah, well, he is. Uh, I mean, it depends if it, if it's his real fans. He's an avid hunter and yeah. fisher, so it's, we post things like this all the time. Oh, uh, so this is not like an anomaly. He wasn't like on a. I thought maybe he was like you know he went on a group boat thing and the. They happen to like teach him how to fish, and he caught one because he's strong. So he like he does this a lot. Yeah, yeah he's a yeah. hunter. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, new Memphis Tigers men's basketball coach Penny Hardaway landed his first commit on yep. Tuesday night. His son, his son Jaden. That's pretty six cool. foot five shooting guard who spent the past three seasons at IMG Academy in Florida. It's one of the bigger high school academies, and uh, he's about to play for his father at Memphis. Yeah, that, I saw that story. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm. I like it a lot. Um, We'll see. I'm sure he's probably not that good. <laughs> yeah. When it's just because I, I feel like if he was, I just have a feeling he's not that good. He probably is good, but like he's not gonna be that special because none of these guys like sons ever turn out that amazing when they have a lot. Like Steph Curry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like Curry and Thompson are like one of the only ones I feel like. Yeah. I can, and but they didn't really play. This would be the first time really under the dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time when it's a player playing under the dad who's a coach, it doesn't turn out that well. I feel like. I'm, I'm trying Most to like. I'm trying to remember one that R.J. Day. Hunter was good at Georgia State and then was bad in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Steve Alford's son was good at UCLA. I don't think he's going to be an NBA. Right. Who else is there? It's okay, but once again, the, Steve Alford was good. He wasn't an NBA All Star. R.J. Hunter's dad wasn't an NBA All Star. Who's a like? Has there ever been an NBA All Star who coaches son at the college level? Did oh coach his son at the college level? I don't know. Yeah. Can't answer that. Isn't that crazy? John Perry signs on. Kentucky doesn't play though. He is. Yeah, I had no idea. But once again, Cal Perry wasn't an NBA All Star. He played college, though, didn't he? I'm sure he played. I'm Probably. sure all these guys played. A lot of these guys played college. Yesterday, 
Giancarlo Stanton struck out five times, got that. booed, and then today, one day after the booze, Carlos Stanton thrills Yankee fans with his home run. Um, I think it's his third home run of the season now. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, one, two things I've realized, too. I was looking at him out there today, and it's like really cold it looked like in New York. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a different environment for him. He's going from Miami, chill vibe, and not a fan base that's really asking for much. I know this answer, but you're going to have to Remind me, where is he from? Is he from Connecticut? I have no idea. Yeah, like I think that's where he went to high school. I could be wrong, so I think he might be used to the cold weather. Or is he from L.A.? Uh, L.A. Los LA. Angeles. Okay, I was like, for some reason, is L.A. or Connecticut? And I forget why. Mike Stanton. Yeah. Um, I I think he'll be fine in New York. It's New York in the summer is pretty hot, but I think one thing you're right: the chill environment with the fans might get to him. Um, but. What's up with the Yankee fans booing on the first day? Like, oh, he struck out five times, boo him? Yeah, no, and he said it was warranted. He was like, I totally get it. I would boo myself too. So I, I'm, I'm totally a fan of that. If I was at the game and we just got this guy who's supposed to be the next big yeah. thing and struck out five times, I'd boo the shit out of him. Why? Be better. I don't know. I'm not really a booer. I'd boo him. I'm a be better guy. If I'm, Oh, I'd, t- I'd, I'd not be happy with him, but I wouldn't boo him off the field. Disagree. If I was on the show and somebody was a fan of us and I vomited in the middle of the show because I was just so shitty today, mm-hmm. I'd expect someone like be like, you sucked. Yes. You vomited. Yeah, you so s- that's what that's what booing is. You can't. None of these fans can go up to him and be like, hey, buddy, uh, shitty game. So yeah, how are you going to say I'm, I'm going to agree to disagree. I don't like booing. I just don't like booing. It's not about if you like booing or not. You're saying what's up with the booing. I don't boo either, yeah. but I'm saying it's not about whether you boo or Some people don't clap at games. Some people don't paint yeah. their faces at game, right? right? But that's part of the sport, correct? So booing, it doesn't it's not about the actual booing. It's like what the booing means. They're pretty much telling him you had a shitty game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and so that's why they're booing. And he even said he's like, I totally understand why they booed me and it's helping me for today. It helped me today get better and hit a home run. Fair so <laughs> it makes sense. I'd boo the shit out of him too. Don't don't be our next big thing in uh uh you know you know what I'm saying? Don't be the next big thing and strike out five times. Fair enough. So if LeBron James signed, let's say, with the Lakers this this offseason, and in his first game shot three for 12, would you do you think the Lakers fans should boo him off the court? If they shot three for 12 and lost, yeah, like whatever. I'd boo him off the fucking court. Who cares? He's stuck with you anyways. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I just feel like as a fan, like it's one game out of 162 and the guy played bad, I'm going to boo him. I feel like booing has a connotation of, just like, boo, you suck. I don't like you. you yeah, know? he sucked yesterday. Yeah, he sucked. But I feel like it's almost you boo the other team. You boo someone you don't like. You boo someone you're against. You don't. You've you, never seen people boo their own team when they play like shit? Yeah, but it has to be like over a long period of time, not one game. That's how I look at it. Kobe's been booed after an airball three to, to win a game. I Honestly, if I was an athlete, I would probably be happy that my home team's booing me because it shows that I have a passionate ass fan base if you choose to go play in new york or philly or boston mm-hmm. you're choosing to be part of a passionate fan base not a wussy yeah, fan base no, I'm, not, I'm just saying i don't like the booing uh, they can boo, do it. whatever they want but boo I, the shit they, out of they, they're hey they're the ones paying the ticket to go to the game they want to boo boo I'm they're the one who's paying I, the tickets to pay to make this team famous to pay him 300 million dollars absolutely i'm just telling you i don't like the booing but if they want to boo they should be there that's their right to boo they should they're right and, the, and they're right about it then it said killing is killing bro um which is true except for i feel like fish isn't killing for some reason but you know 
I don't like what he did. I'm not a big fan of hunting. That's my whole point. <laughs> Sometimes I have a I have a hard time following Sammy's rules because they, they they there's a lot of lean leniency behind it. Like no, it's just the, fish, the crabs, crabs. Crabs brain. It's like the size of a brain. It's edible stuff. Like whatever you, you can eat, you eat a kill shark, a fish. Okay, no, that's I, fucked I technically up. could. I'm just saying, like, if it's something that's not like that lively, I don't care. Like, if I cared, I would be a vegetarian. I'm not a vegetarian. I'll eat. So that, well, a cow's pretty lively. Yeah, I don't see it. That's not. No, most people aren't hunting cows. Hunting. I'm not talking about harvesting for feed. I'm talking about so, hunting. Okay. No, no, this is fair. There's a I, huge I, difference between I, harvesting I'm, for I'm feed. Just, I'm trying to just follow the rules here. <laughs> harvesting and hunting for feed. Okay. I don't. I don't like when people just go shoot things. I like when when a chicken's on my plate because it was probably oh, the chicken was shot. Then it's not being fed to you. Okay. Because then the meat would be messed up. You've never had a shot chicken, I guarantee I you. I never have. Um, next, we had some games last night, George. Yeah. That have some kind of connotations for this year. Uh, of course, the Raptors thought this was their year. They got the one seed. They're hot. They got the deepest team. They played 14 deep sometimes, which is pretty crazy. Um they play 14 deep sometimes? Uh, yeah, they do, which that's is pretty crazy. That's pretty nuts. Wow. Uh, Did some breaking news happen? Yeah, well, no. Uh, Shohei Otani, after hitting his home run last night. And remember, his what did he do? His first game he pitched was phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah. He just went yard uh, opposite field off reigning AL Cy Young winner, Corey, Corey Kubler, for a second. Oh, I'm day. so happy Corey Kubler is about to go 0-2. Fuck Corey Kubler. Why? Because he didn't deserve the Cy Young that year when he got over Felix Hernandez. Yeah, whatever. He did. He had No, wins. not that year. He deserved it last year, though. Yeah. That doesn't really make me dislike him. But see, this is like your booing thing. You're just getting mad about things. You don't let fans boo. You're the one who said you hope Ohani Shotani gets hurt. Didn't say that. I said I hope he sucks. Oh, same. Okay. It's not the same at all. There's a different, I enough. hope Steph Curry sucks. I would never hope that he gets hurt. Fair enough. Um, Otani hits the second home run of the year, which is uh, pretty crazy because he was gonna. I thought he was gonna sign with the Mariners. The Raptors once again defeated, or once again lost to the Cavs. LeBron bringing in twenty-seven, ten, and six, and virtually, I felt like almost toying with them last night. That he's just he was just a lot better than anyone on that court. They have no yeah. one to guard him, and uh, he's showing that uh, once again the East is his. Um, I haven't wavered one bit. It's going to be the Cavaliers and Warriors in NBA. You have wavered. You've you've had a panic meter of three out of five before. Yeah, but that still means they're the favorite. Over 50% of a panic meter means they're the favorite? Oh, yeah, because then there's like three other teams that are like 10%. But you've wavered a little bit with your panic meter. I mean, my panic meter has told you have been relatively below one at all times this year because at the end of the day, it's LeBron James versus who? Right, that's how I kind of see it. Yeah, and as much as I know, a lot of people could you you'd probably use this for the Warriors too, but I don't see it as the same thing for the Warriors because I do think other teams have some players that are somewhat comparable towards like a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry, mm-hmm. aka James Harden or Russell Westbrook is pretty comparable at some points. I don't think he's as good of a teammate, but he's comparable, right? He's very in, very talented. Yeah, yes. in the East, there really isn't anyone that's like comparable to LeBron. I feel like. Well, there's. DeMar DeRozan is maybe your next best guy in the East right now. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go look at the top six players in the NBA, there's only, I'd say, one of them in the Eastern Conference. 
Depends how you rank them. I mean, some people. I, that's how I, how I rank them. Out of the top six players, one of them is in the Eastern Conference. It, it, once again, it depends how you rank them. There's ten starters in the NBA in the All Star game, for example. Yes. Joel Embiid was one of them. Demar Derozan's one of them. Yeah. There's a couple guys that some people might have. Kyrie Irving was one of them. Some people might have Kyrie in their top six. It's Kyrie's not even in the. I don't think Kyrie plays in the postseason. Okay, and neither does Steph Curry this year, and he hasn't many years. And so, and so I mean. Steph Curry will play in the postseason. They could lose in the first round. Kyrie's coming back if they make it on the second round. He's, you think so? He's more healthy than than Steph Curry. This is why this whole Steph Curry, everyone's saying it's not a big deal. Kyrie's procedure is less invasive than what is going on in, in Curry Curry's didn't, knee. Curry did not doesn't matter about procedure. procedure. His procedure was a scope out. That's less than having a torn. I'm just going off what I read. Yeah, yeah, so, fair, I mean, fair. that's why I find it funny that everyone's saying, like, Kyrie, such a loser, can't play. Like whatever, he's not even going to show up. No, I think he'll. He wants to play. I just don't think that. I think the Celtics might hold him off because they don't think they can win the championship. Yeah, but if they make it out of the first round, yeah, yeah, they. Why? Why not play him? I I'd play him, but I just wonder if the Celtics would. After what happened to like Isaiah last year, like sometimes if you rush someone back into injury, you don't have a chance to win the championship. You're scared that they might get a significant damage. Yeah. But not if you're I admit, if you're competing, that's the problem. If you're competing for that championship, like like Curry, he has a chance of getting really bad damage. Yeah, but he, partially for that championship. Yeah, but technically Boston is too. Technically. Technically, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. they're the two seed. If they make it out of the next round, they're one game. They're one round away from the conference final. Right. Right. Uh, but once again, once again, I have no idea what they're gonna do. If the Cavs win out and they're nine and one in their last ten, they've won four straight. If they win out, I told you this yesterday. I find it pretty crazy. They would have the same record as last year when they had I know. Kyrie Irving, which is pretty crazy considering I definitely didn't think they were as good this year once like all this. And they're playing st- the their best basketball at the absolute best time to play it. Yeah, which we kind of, I would say for both of us here, we both kind of said this was going to happen. Right. Come playoff time, we're going to get LeBron, playoff mode LeBron, and it's going to be a next level. Right. And I, I don't think he's quite at LeBron playoff mode level, but he's at... Um, okay, when the game matters, I'm gonna take over level, yep. which is pretty interesting. Uh, did you see this story? I'm sorry. Uh, in today's in today news, Julian Edelman helped stop his potential school shooter. Yeah, I, I I saw that on ESPN. That was my one of my today in sports that was coming up, but I didn't read it yet. So I do want me to go. I, like I just popped up on my screen and I was like, well, I have the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. It's literally on my screen because that was one of my today in sports I was huh. going to finish off with. I just didn't read it yet. But Julian Edelman helped stop potential school shooter via social media. New England Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman is a prolific, is prolific on his personal Instagram account, and his interaction with those who follow might have prevented a potential strategy. As first reported in the New York Times, Edelman was visiting former teammate Danny Amendola in Texas in late March when he received a direct message on Instagram that read, Dude, there's a kid in your comment section saying he's going to shoot up a school. I think you should alter the authority. In an interview with the Times, Edelman explained that he notified his assistant in Boston who found the message that read, I'm going to shoot my school up, watch the news. Edelman's assistant called 911 and the message was ultimately traced to a 14-year-old ball in Port Hernan, Michigan. When police arrived at the boy's home, according to the Times, he admittedly he admitted posting a threat they also found two rifles that belonged to his mother. The boy was taken to juvenile detention and remains there after being charged with a false report threat of terrorism. Scary. Pretty pretty cool though that he somebody caught that on his comments. Like, yo, dude, somebody report this. Yeah, but here's what I don't understand. So they contacted someone saw it, contacted Edelman to go report it. Why didn't that guy just call nine one one and report it himself? I didn't read it correctly. I don't know then. I don't know because they probably just said 
you should because it's on your Instagram probably. Maybe, yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering why that person didn't alert the authorities. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, good, I mean, it's a cool... You know why probably? Some random person said sent him a message, right? Mm-hmm. And so probably... I mean, maybe that random person was like, if I turn something into the floor, nobody's going to listen. Yeah, but since it's Julian Edelman, he plays in the NFL, yeah. don't listen. Yeah. That's probably what it is. You're right. Could be. Because um, I'm sure there's a lot of those threats all the time. Yeah. Which is and, really interesting. But whether or not the threat is real or not real, it's good to turn them in. Like some of these threats might not be taken too seriously in that what results in a shooting at a school. Sure. Okay, back on topic. All right. Um, I forgot where we were. Um, talking about LeBron James and yeah, you were raving about him. And That's no, we weren't talking about LeBron James. I said <laughs> last night there was another game. Oh, the Golden State. So we weren't even talking about LeBron James. No, we, we never talked about Golden State. Yeah. I know. That's what I was trying oh, to say. Okay. Then you said Julian Edelman. Let's try to stay on topic. Let's try to stay on topic and I do know, topics. When, when I see some of the school shooting, I just wanted to alert you. Houston. Rockets obviously have sealed up the number one spot. The Warriors have obviously sealed up the two. And the Blazers mostly sealed up the three spot. But yesterday, we had a game against Oklahoma City versus Golden State. And Oklahoma City is a team that might face Golden State in the first round. And also is a team that's fighting for their potential playoff life. Mm -hmm. Um, They took an L last night. And on top of that, two teams fighting for a spot. The Clippers and the Spurs also took an L, which has placed the fourth-seeded team in the West as the Utah Jazz. Then you have the San Antonio Spurs, the Thunder, the Wolves, and the Pelicans. Now, we have the Nuggets pretty much half a game behind the Pelicans, and a game and a half behind the Pelicans are the Clippers, but everyone in front of the Pelicans are also only a game and a half ahead of the Pelicans. What is going on in the West? Um, Just a very evenly matched conference with a lot of teams that are above average. Above average? I don't think the Pelicans are that much above average. The Clippers are pretty average. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the eight, nine. Okay. Thunder are, have, in my opinion, like, no one freak out here. Zero chance to win the NBA championship. The Utah Jazz have zero chance to win the NBA championship. The uh, Timberwolves this year have zero chance to win the NBA championship. The Spurs, I would say they have a, a less than 1% chance to win the NBA championship. And then Portland probably has like a 1% yeah, yeah. chance. Yeah, absolutely. And then like the Rockets and Warriors are both in like the 40s and 50s percent. Right. And so, then and then it's pretty much like Cleveland with the other 50, so, 40s. Yes, it looks great that these teams are all bunched in together, but none of those teams really have a chance to win the NBA championship. Okay, they don't have a chance to win the NBA championship, I agree. But there is a chance, which is really interesting, I think, is that... That they upset one of the One teams. of the teams that do have the chance. Okay, so yeah, like, I can see that. Right now, there is a chance that if OKC faced Golden State without Steph Curry and Klay Thompson still banged up, yeah. that a game like last night was what, a two-point game, there is a chance that they can have a chance to knock them off. There's a chance yeah. to knock off the Warriors, but... I, I don't think they would, but I think KD playing games at Oklahoma City... In the playoffs in against the play- Westbrook. Against Westbrook... I could see why KD might struggle. Yes, and so there is a chance that they upset them. Right. But let's say Oklahoma City did upset the Warriors. They're not winning the championship. They'll end up losing to the Rockets right. or to the next team because they probably would have exerted all that upset ability mm-hmm. on that series. Fair enough. And there is, an, there is a chance that the Pelicans, Anthony Davis goes off and they beat the Rockets. But would the Pelicans win the championship at that point? No. no. 
Just like in the East, there is a chance the Bucks upset the Raptors in the first round. But would the Bucks win the championship? Or maybe even make it to the finals? Probably not. You want to know what's funny? I don't see a chance. I'm. So, it's weird for me. I don't see a chance for any team in the East to make the finals except Cleveland. That's kind of how I feel. I mean, but I but, I give the slightest chance right now to the 76ers. I was gonna say, you know what? I was gonna say if the 76ers were a year older, I'd give them a chance. That's what, exactly. They've won 11 say. straight, and their defense is not that bad. I, I do give them a chance, only because if there's any team that could beat LeBron, which I don't think anyone can really, but if there's anyone that would, it could be a young team that just is playing really hot, moving a lot, and they can't handle them defensively. Right, and I could be wrong about that, by the way. I just don't see it. Well, no, you're not. Nobody's right or wrong about that because there's no. I mean, probably I, I, no. There's I, probably no chance other than Cleveland, like you're saying. No, no, I could be wrong. If if the Sixers went to the NBA Finals, but they're not. I'd be wrong because I'm going with you. to. And neither are the Raptors. Like, honestly, I don't think the Raptors are even going to make the conference finals. I don't think the Raptors win round one. They'll beat the Bucks. If it's the Bucks, no, they'll, beat the Bucks. they'll lose to the Bucks. Who's the best player on in that series? Giannis. Okay, they're gonna lose to the Bucks. Yeah, but who's the next like five best players? Probably the Raptors. Oh yeah, it, the the Raptors would beat the Bucks. Yeah, and they'd beat the Wizards. The Wizards are seven right now. Miami's at six. Cleveland's at three. Cleveland's ready to drop to that four spot and give Philly Miami. Yep, they're I gonna lose so. their next game and they're gonna face Indiana. And they're gonna be like, give us Indi- give us fucking Victor Oladipo, and be like, Miami, you guys can have 76ers. And LeBron said it yesterday, and I think he's doing that intentionally. What did he say yesterday? Did you see that? No, you say. I really don't care about what seed we are in the playoffs. I'm pretty confident. Of course he doesn't care about what seed he's in the playoffs. Why would he care? And I know some people might take that as like, oh, how, uh, what's the word? Convenient. No, like, or how uh, cocky of LeBron. But, like, if I was LeBron James just imagining if I knew I was that good, would yeah. you care about playoff seeding either? I'd be like, who gives a shit? Like, no, no shit. <laughs> like, make me the eighth seed. I'll just be the first eighth seed to make the finals exactly. ever. Um. That being said, who do you think is the last couple teams to make the playoffs in the West? Who's going to be out? There's two. There's two up. Two teams have to be out. The Clippers are going to barely miss out. The Clippers are only a game and a half. Now. I know they're <laughs> they're going to barely miss out. There's someone's going to have to miss out, and the the Thunder are going to miss out on the playoffs. That's just a hot. That's just that's a skip. No, no, that, that's just what's going to happen. I I see it collapse there, and that's going to be a big story. Let me tell you why the Clippers for sure will be out. You're right about that. It's because they play at Utah, versus Denver, versus New Orleans, and then yeah. versus LA. Right? If they want to make the playoffs, they have to beat Denver, Utah, and New Orleans in a row. Who are all fighting for a spot? Don't see it happening. Me either. Correct? You want to know the Nuggets schedule? I'm going to go through the schedules. Let's see. Yeah, I'm going through. I got Oklahoma City's schedule. We'll go with the Nuggets first. Let's go in order. Go next Go next with the Pelicans. Find the Pelicans real quick. Okay. Let's go in order with who's really like. Because OKC is ahead of those teams right now. Um, here's the Nuggets schedule. You ready for this? Yep. At, versus Minnesota. I'm fighting for a spot. At Clippers. <laughs> versus Portland. At Minnesota. Portland will have that third seed already wrapped up. And Minnesota's fighting for a spot at twice in the Clippers. So here's the interesting thing. As you can already hear, the next step's the Pelicans. Do you have the schedule? Yep. Versus Memphis. When? Versus at Phoenix. Oh, they're making they're, they're making it. Yep. That's why I have them in. Ben, but then at Golden State, at Clippers, versus San Antonio. Fuck. All these teams are playing each other. They just to make have to go three spot. and two. They got to go three and Because Timberwolves, remember, now Timberwolves have two against the Nuggets, I said, correct? Yeah. So Timberwolves have two against the Nuggets. Another team that now this is—I don't even know who's going to make it because if they look at. Okay, wait, wait, should we get to OKC yet? 
No, no, but we got to talk about the Timberwolves first, and then we're then we're at OKC, San Antonio, Utah, right? Right. Um, we know that who was I saying? Timberwolves. We know the Timberwolves have first and foremost the Nuggets, but now the rest won't load, of mm-hmm. course. So go ahead for OKC. Uh, yeah, they should make the playoffs. Actually, when I look at their okay, standard. I got it. At Denver, at LA. Memphis and Denver. Yeah. So remember, Minnesota's. They're probably going to win that LA and Memphis game, but they have those two Denver games. Right. What about OKC? At Houston, at the, Miami. The, yeah. But then Memphis. So I, they have to win one of those, either Houston or Miami games. Which they will. They, I think they will one of them. Even if they lost both of them, right? Yeah. And they won Memphis. They beat forty six and thirty six. Think about how many Denver is playing Minnesota twice. One of them are out. Right. And then LA is playing Denver and. OKC's in. I think they have to win one more game to clinch. I think. Yeah, they do have to win one more because they're two games ahead of New Orleans right now. So only a game and a half ahead of the. A loss by the Pelicans, Nuggets, or Clippers, I think, gets OKC in with a win of OKC. Because it'd be a two-game difference. We'll see. It's gonna be a fun ending. Yeah. And uh, all we got in the East is Milwaukee's five games ahead of. Four and a half ahead of Detroit. Yeah, thanks, so. East, for sh- sh- shitting the bed again. Except for, as much as everyone wants to talk shit about the East, I mean, ev- Milwaukee, Miami, and Washington were the last three teams into the playoffs, yeah. all around the same record as Denver, New Orleans, Minnesota. Right. So they're all... No, no, just like way to not give us drama. Yeah, but I know, but the, all the records are kind of yeah, evening out. Actually, the top two teams have in the... East are pretty much the same like race, almost the same records as top two teams in the West. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Like the NBA regular seasons actually turned out to be a lot more fun than usual this year. Yeah, more than usual. I more agree. than usual. Um, Glenn King said, year, "Like this is the year where the NBA was supposed to remember everyone before the season. Like, oh, well, can we just fast forward to the NBA Finals already? That was like, and the then big narrative. LeBron." Of course, gave us drama. Right, like he fucking he fucking shipped off half his team, got a new team, acted like he didn't want to be there. Exactly. Then, then came up. The Warriors all got hurt at the same time. Rockets decided to become like the next best offense of all time, and then the West decided like we're just gonna get a bunch of teams that stack superstars together and see how it works. And it's just built this like, huh? Yeah, this is it's, interesting. It's, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, William King says the Greek. For you're talking about the top six players, you could consider Greek Freak top six in the East. I consider him the seventh best player in the league. When he doesn't get a damn eight seed, I agree. Yeah, like get better That's than why I think he's there's he's the top six ones in the East. William said, right, Sammy Kyrie will play in the postseason. I think you said right when I was talking about like, like I think yeah, he's Curry's and Curry's knee problems worse than Kyrie's right now. Kyrie knows how to recover from knee problems. I'll tell you that though. Yeah. Almutro said, I still think OKC is a sleeper team. So do I, because they're going to slip into this playoff. Let's say especially if they slip into like the sixth seed. I don't think Portland's happy facing them in the first round. No. They're not happy. They're not thrilled. They'd rather face Denver or or probably Minnesota even. Or even the Pelicans. Yeah, by far. Or, or whoever it is. Because here's the thing. As much as I think Russell Westbrook has clearly shown he's not that great at playing with other stars, um, you don't want to face him if he's hot in the playoffs, like right. going for 40 and 15 exactly. every game. Um, William King says, you mean if the East that bad, not that if LeBron's that good. Says the guy who doesn't want to change the playoff format. He would worry if he was playing in the West. He would. About the seeding? 
Yeah, that's why LeBron doesn't want to like right now talk about it because LeBron, like regardless, the East is so fucking weak. Like again, this year he has an easy path to the NBA Finals. Toronto's not real. Boston is injured and young. Philly's years away. The Wizards just got John Wall back. They're not that good. Indiana, you think Victor Oladipo and Sabonis are going to lead them to the playoff? The Question East, though. Yeah. In the if he was in the West right now, he'd probably be at the Portland seat at three, right? Yes. Other than Houston and Golden State, they'd be the third best team. Yeah, so I don't think they'd be that worried till the conference finals. It'd be one series kind of different, right? They wouldn't be asked. They'd be concerned about ma- seeding, they, but they wouldn't be. Con- ma- yeah, but they'd match up probably in round two versus Golden State or Houston. And then round Correct. three versus. No, Golden no, I'm State saying they'd worry about seeding, but right. they're, the competition is not as like, is not. They would like the teams that they're playing in the first, maybe even the second round. Sometimes wouldn't be as bad as we're making it out to be compared to the East. Right. But the seeding would matter in this case because. You don't want to – depends who you play second round. Yeah. But, I mean, I know people hate on LeBron for saying, yeah, we shouldn't change the playoff format. But if you were LeBron too, you'd probably think the same thing. Absolutely. I'm not saying, not saying you – in general, I'm saying you as in a general. Like, man, if I was lucky enough to be in the East where I felt like it was easy every year, why would I want it to get worse? Right. <laughs> like, sure, let me face Boston again this year. Uh it's going to be an interesting playoffs, So I think the playoffs, like you said, though, the playoffs, when we said it was going to just let's fast forward, things are shaping out to be more interesting than yeah, it's I thought. Yeah, going to be fun. Especially because, uh, and it sounded like I think yesterday we were talking about on the show, and a lot of people agreed in the comments where it's funny that if Golden State did happen to lose to Houston, like now I also think LeBron has a chance to win against yeah. Houston. And now if it's the Warriors, I think they don't have a chance, but we still get to watch LeBron versus Warriors, which yeah. is also pretty fun. So there's a lot of different scenarios where – the playoffs are going to be fun just like they usually are. Absolutely. Which makes me happy. That's all I got for today, George. You got anything else? You know what, man? No, I got nothing else. I'm just excited for the Masters tomorrow, excited for baseball today. Um, King Felix. You know, this time of year, we're just we're about to fast forward into a very busy time with sports. You got baseball heating up or starting up. You got the Masters and then the NBA fi- playoffs start with a snap of a finger. This is just a great time of the year. We, we had that lull, man. We had that February, March where it's slow, not much going on. And then now it's just like I feel like everything is coming at the one time. Then the World Cup, month off, right back to NFL. Ooh, what a life we live. We have also Coach Lou coming back tomorrow. Um, I really hope they like get blown out or something. And just the media narrative is like, Rah! no, they they might lose on purpose to the Wizards tomorrow though, to, for seeding purposes. <laughs> so I don't know. Just like, oh, Ty lose back and they lost, and like, oh, you and you know why it's funny? Uh, their assistant coach Larry Drew today, who's the interim head coach, said Cavs are just scratching the surface. He's like, you guys don't understand what level they're going to be able to hit come playoff time. And then like they do win four straight with this dude, and they win like. Well, I think they've won seven out of eight with this coach. Yeah. And then Tyree Lou comes back, they lose. Everyone be like, Larry Drew should be the coach. And when Larry Drew became the interim, everyone's like, Larry Drew is known as not a very good coach. Like, this is a problem. Oh, and then, and then, especially if they lose to the Wizards and somehow they end up playing the Wizards in the first round, because it could still possibly happen. Well, they're, they're either going to play the Wizards. They're going to force their way into a spot that's avoiding Miami, I think, which is either playing the Indiana yeah, or the Wizards. The Wizards or the Wizards. <laughs> I, no, the Sixers would be very hard unless the Sixers lose the rest of their games. Yeah, they're they're gonna. Yeah, be. but anyway, the point my the point being is that it would be funny to watch a media freak out. No, oh, yeah, it'd be great. I love watching people freak out. I freak out. It's fun. It's great. Philadelphia, Detroit today. Do you think Philadelphia will hit twelfth straight? I 
Detroit. Yeah, they're going to hit 12 straight. We're going to get all excited about Philadelphia, and then Joel Embiid's not going to play the first round, and everyone's talking about them getting to the conference finals. They could, but if Joel Embiid doesn't come back, they're out of first round, in my opinion. I don't think it'd be out first round. Ben Simmons is really good, but they'd be out probably second round. Yeah. Um, even if he comes back second round, I think he'll pro- they'll probably end up losing. Um, two ESPN games tonight. Second one's boring, Spurs and Lakers. First one, though, is Boston at Toronto. Um, the, two mo- the two teams playing for the conference finals in the Eastern Conference. I, I feel like Toronto's just railing right now. I yeah. think the... I can see them losing tonight to Boston without Kyrie Irving and just have the, this team is starting to take the dive. Oh. Like they're starting to lose to good teams. I think you know what really started the bad dive for Toronto, George. Okay. When they lost to Cleveland like two weeks ago when they were up twenty and blew the lead, th- they've been so up and down since. I think that was the point where in the season where it was like, damn, we're still here. Yep, still <laughs> we're still Toronto. <laughs> Shout out to all my friends in Canada, but you know, still. Not I don't think you have any friends in Canada anymore. They live in Miami. Shout out to my Canadian friends in Miami. There you go. Um, that's all I got. All right, man. Uh, we've been coming at you live and direct, baby. Hey, visit sonsports.com. Go buy shit. Um, really quick. Yeah. William King said, uh, what's your guys' mailing address? I'm going to send you all the best player in the world, series number 35, so you all can hang that in the background. Preferably in the middle. And he said, Toronto is showing us who they really are. I will message you our mailing address. Yeah. If you want to send us a KD jersey, I for you, I'll put it right here. Yeah. Or right here. We'll put them like right there. We should put probably the LeBron, KD, like boom, like going at each other. We'll put we'll put it up. William, I'll, I'll message you. If you, send us your, uh, if, I, if you send us that, I'll send you my mailing address. I will put it up right here. Smack that. Any gifts that anyone sends to us. This was from Dane. Uh, we had uh, Brandon's poster would be back right here, but we had yeah, the we NCAA. Take these off now. Yeah, it's time to take them off. I got to fill in my yellow right here, though. Villanova. Oh, you got it. I got it. <laughs> I didn't get good. the champion, but I got in the championship game. That's pretty good. A team in the championship, yeah. Um, I'll message you, William, and William is correct. Toronto is showing us who they really are. He said, LOL, LOL. I really will if you send it. I know. I can't wait till you put up the 2018 NBA champion KD jersey up here. Or James Harden. Yeah. Haha. Um,. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on SoundCloud or iTunes or just leave us a review. Check out SantSports.com, SantShop.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, at SantSports, YouTube, at SantSports, and, of course, on Facebook, at SantLive. And uh, don't ever forget, follow us everywhere. If you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we also have a SantKicks account now. We're opening up some different type of accounts for you guys to follow some cool shit. So check that out. Much love, and the podcast will be up soon. And uh, stay cool out there. Go Mariners. Oh, happy Felix Day. Have a roofing project? Whether you're doing a small repair or a full job, the Home Depot has all the quality GAF roofing products needed to get the job done. Save up to 10% with bulk pricing on full pallets of shingles and complete the job quickly with the full assortment of roofing accessories. All the GAF products you need. Available at the Home Depot. GAF. We protect what matters most. You can get any hot beverage for $1 with the 7-Eleven app. Wait, any hot beverage? Any hot beverage you want for just $1. Even a pumpkin spice latte? (sighs) Even a pumpkin spice latte. Are you judging me because I'm a man who PSLs? Mostly I'm judging you because you're rooting for the other team. But also because you can get any hot beverage at any size for $1 with your 7-Eleven app and you only get a pumpkin spice latte. Hey man, I like what I like. 
7-Eleven. Be game day ready. Plus tax where applicable. Valid at participating locations.